<laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to the next episode of The Natural Podcast. I got Rachel with me here today. Now, we're going to be talking about being fitness coaches. So I'm going to have her go a little bit over her story. We met through basically a coach that we had bought to help us learn how to promote our coaching business. And that's how we became friends. So I'm going to have her go ahead and share her story a little bit, and then I'll go over mine a little bit. So go ahead and tell us what got you into being a fitness coach. Awesome. So like he said, we met over AJ, one of our mentors that we hired. Um, and what really got me into fitness coaching was uh, my own personal story. So about seven years ago, I was 200 pounds. And I think like it shocks everybody to see um, pictures of that because I was like 70 pounds heavier than what I was today. And it took years and years and years for me to kind of figure out how to stay consistent, how to understand being healthy, how to get into that healthier mindset. And once I started to do that, I just started to fall in love and it, life seemed a little bit more bright. And there was so many amazing parts about fitness that taught me about life as well and how, um, you know, you could really make anything that you wanted happen as long as you had that discipline to just stick to something. And all I did was go to the gym every single day. Like I didn't care if it was raining or I didn't care if there was like hail, whatever it was, I had to make it to the gym. And it, um, I built like a family there basically. And so I just fell in love with it so much that I was like, you know what? Um, I feel like there were so many things in the fitness industry that hindered my progress in the past, like so many gimmicks, so many diets, so many things telling me that like all I had to do was this booty blaster workout and then all of a sudden I was going to lose 10 pounds that I was like, I need to go back. I need to go back and tell more people that it's not like the fads that are going to get you there. It's not all these diets. And, you know, once you build like that fun and that play and start enjoying things and start focusing more on the process and just like loving yourself, no matter if you lose 10 pounds this month or if you gain two, that like, it's all okay. And it's all part of like this system and this process. And it's all just about like loving yourself again and getting to that better place in mind. Um, is, is really what like got me started and what made me think like, yeah, like this is something that I love to do. And the more people I help, the more I was like, wow, this, I'm going to stay here. <laughs> and so, yep, the rest is history. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, my story's pretty similar too. like, you know, when you're, when you don't really know what to do, you kind of just like go out there and you research on the internet, all these different things. I know for me in the beginning, I would just go running every day because I thought, Oh, running is going gonna, gonna to make me skinny, right? And then, you know, later you learn that, oh, okay, too much cardio makes you burn muscle. And then if you burn muscle, you know, you don't, you don't burn as much calories throughout the day, you know? So then I started going on to like, um, what is it called? Beachbody, those, all those workout programs and like Shanti and all that. And I started watching those and doing those like every day. And I was like kicking my butt. And I think that one was a big one for me. That, that helped me out a lot. But it's funny, like you said, you know, like you – you didn't know what to do. And then like, you were also just at a low point and like, then you got into it. And then like, like you said, you wanted to go back and like show people like, Oh, there's a way, there's a process to this. And like, that's so true. Cause like, even for me, you know, I find myself like, like, it's just so exciting. Like you get so passionate about it and then you really want to share it and help other people with it. So that's really, really good, interesting topic to go over. But, um, so what is exactly like your niche would you say with your, with your business? Yeah, so I help people find a more positive and healthy place in life that are going through transitions. So it's like if you're going through something really difficult, um, I mean, one of the examples is going through a divorce. That's a huge transition, and it, it's 
just something that just gets put on you that you kind of have to deal with. And, and in those big transitions, like losing somebody or getting a divorce, separating from your partner, um, it's like you lose a little piece of your identity. And I think that that's just natural to happen. Like we become dependent on other people. Like that's just humans. You know, we rely on each other. We rely on things around us. And so on those moments, I realized that for myself, even like whenever I've lost somebody, whenever I've gone through something, uh, fitness has really brought me through it. You know, I feel like the approach that you, that I took to fitness and that my clients can take to fitness actually saves their lives or helps them through those difficult points because it's, it's just redefining and building yourself up so deeply. And so my niche really focuses on those people that feel like there's this huge transition happening and that some of their identity almost feels lost because what's going on, you know, it's like that huge thing that just happened. You're like, who the hell am I now? Like, I don't, I don't have my partner anymore or I don't, I don't have my mom there anymore. Or my car is broken now. Like what's going on? Who am I? And so it's just redefining yourself and building yourself up and and anybody going through that type of struggle and, and needing that help out there is really who I focus on because I know how much fitness can impact their lives yeah no, that's very interesting but um but yeah no for me my niche I would say like I'm still looking for it but like people that are just like very you know I've gone through like all these different things like at first I thought I wanted to like help like bodybuilders and all that and then I kind of realized that that feels like super superficial and then, then I started kind of doing my own thing. And what I've realized is like what I enjoy most is like helping those people that, you know, they're so stuck in their head and they have all these like beliefs on why they shouldn't work out and like all this thing that's like causing them pain. And like, they're just like, they want to be stuck in their comfort zones. For me, I feel like my niche and what I'm starting to focus more on is like helping those people break out of that. Like you said, that psychology, you know, people that are like stuck in like that, um, depressive phase you know if they like something like that happens to them or they lose somebody or you know something like that and I think that's very interesting is you know because you can sit there and like give people all this information but they don't do it you know at the end of the day you know what are you going to do you can't force someone to do something so if you can kind of get in their head and really be like hey look like you need to do this like this is going to make you feel so much better and like bring them to that state you know and I've done that with my clients and like it's it's a rewarding feeling like when you get someone past that phase and they're like holy crap like you really helped me that's like such a rewarding feeling to have like it doesn't matter how much money they pay you there's no feeling that can trump that feeling knowing that you're benefiting someone's life for that reason and like I think that's a great niche to have like it's definitely you know like the most rewarding thing you could definitely do one of the most rewarding things at least you could definitely do in your life but um on top of that I do want to go over what do you think makes a successful coach? I think a successful coach is built upon the same fundamentals fitness is built on. Um, within anything in life, really, I think, as you mentioned before, because I know you have the same idea is, uh, like fitness teaches you so much about life. And every time I do something, I go back to fitness and references. So think about like coaching, if you're in you're in the beginning, say you're like a beginner and you're like, I'm just starting off coaching. What do I need um, identity wise to be a successful coach? I'd say it would be the fundamentals of consistency. 
just like how we tell our clients. You know, if you want your client to see serious results, what do you tell them? Well, you need to take serious action and stay consistent on it, you know, and until you're staying consistent on it, you won't really know if it's working or not. So if you try to do like high, high carb or low carb, until you try high carb for like a month or two, you're not going to really know how it responds. So same with fitness coaching. If you want to know um, how to build up more clients, you should try making videos, you know, make videos for a month or two consistently. And let's see if that worked. Did that bring in um, a lot more people, a lot more traction that help? Um, if not, Let's try podcasting. So what, what is really going to make a successful coach isn't the fact of like how smart you are, um, how much you know. It's just how dedicated are you to making small, simple actions like going to the gym every single day no matter what or showing up in some way no matter what that's really going to take you to the next level and just having that confidence and that reminder of pleasure versus pain, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, no, definitely. That pain versus pleasure really does drive people. And like, ever since honestly, like I applied that to my life, you know, that's really like what drives me is like that regret of like, what if I don't like pursue my passions and go after what I want? Like when I'm like 70, do I want to be like on my grave thinking, oh God, I didn't do what I wanted because I was scared and I wanted to stay in my comfort zone. Like, and I think that's like such a powerful thing to like bring upon the people, you know, but at the same time, it's hard because bringing people to that, you know, point is almost difficult because, you know, it's like, it's something you got to like really get personal with them. But at the same time, doing it, you know, the reward is much greater. And touching on what you said, I'm trying to think real quick. But yeah, I think also when it comes to like what a successful coach is, is like being personable and really showing your vulnerability, you know, and like that, that is just a huge thing. Like when people see like, oh, wow, he wasn't just born and raised like that, like a superstar football player that, you know, like, I don't know, like whatever, like the super amazing guy that knows everything before, like, as he grew up, you know, like when you have that vulnerability story of like, yeah, I've been insecure, I've had that depression, I've had that feeling of like being in a low place and I've broken out of that and like built this thing for myself. People were like, wow, like I can do that too, you know? So like it's just such a powerful thing. So for me, like I definitely think that's another thing that can definitely benefit someone you know, trying to be a successful coach. So on top of that, so how can someone in your opinion benefit from a coach? How can someone benefit from a coach? Well, um, I think that there's just like you three times your results when you have a coach. So a coach is kind of like somebody that's just going to lead you along through a process that they've been through. And I can vouch for that because when I first started going to the gym, when I was like 200 pounds, I was super awkward, just like walking through, oh my God, I don't know what I'm doing. And for the first year of going to the gym, like I saw absolutely no progress. Like I think at the end of that year, I was like maybe 180. So I was like, Jesus Christ, this is so fucking hard. Like it was so bad. And um, I was like, okay, like something's got to change, right? And then after that year, I started actually like getting coaches for fitness myself as well. And like started getting out of my little bubble and being like, okay, guys, I don't know what I'm doing. What's happening here? Can somebody help me? And uh, I started like getting help from people. And all of a sudden, it was like I couldn't keep the weight like on anymore. It was just falling off. I was like, oh my gosh, like I can't believe how easy this was and how much I had just like gone here and not known anything what I was doing, but I was still showing up. So it was like, that was half of the process is like mm -hmm. showing up, but it was also the other process that I was missing, which was like the skill set. So, um, 
I think like that's with everything. You're either missing the mindset or the skill set. And so with a coach, they kind of bring everything together. They're like, I'm going to kick your ass. I'm going to keep you motivated. I'm going to help you out. I'm also going to provide like that essential skill set that you need to get you there. And so that's kind of how I feel like most people benefit from coaches is just having both of those things in one safe, friendly, loving place that you can go to and be like, all right, things are going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. I feel like when, when I first started, like a coach definitely would help. I never actually bought a coach myself. I've bought like programs and I've bought like different kind of like, like we said before, diets and stuff like that. And I tried all these different things and bought all these books and just absorbed myself in knowledge. And, you know, I just, for me, it was more trial and error. And I just kept on doing and kept on doing. And I didn't really have any friends that were into fitness. You know, like a lot of the friends I had at that time were just like poor influences. None of them really were into that. So it was just like, I had to like basically learn it all on my own. And I never really went out and like got a coach, but like I literally was so absorbed in the information, everything I learned, I got more interested and more interested. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like the more and more deep I got, then I eventually started meeting people and then you started networking with all these people and learning all these different things that you could do and trying all these different things. And, and it's crazy cause it's right. Like nothing, there's not one thing that will work for everybody. You know, everybody's different. Everybody's body's different. You don't know who's going to have allergies to what, or who's going to respond to carbs differently than another person. So I think also as being a coach, being able to like find like why, what is beneficial for somebody is definitely like, um, you know, something powerful that you can give to that person. But, um, so let me go ahead and go on to the next one. So what quality should someone look for? Do you think when they're picking a coach, like when I ask that question, I'm kind of thinking like, um, so let's say there's someone, I guess for you, for your niche, you know, like would be someone who just got a serious trauma and like, you know, went through something and now they have to look for a coach. So I guess what qualities would they have to look for for that? And then what else do you think on top of that? Okay. I think that one is like an extremely difficult question because it takes a certain amount of self-awareness and mm -hmm. I mean with everybody it's very very different like for you you sound like the type of person that just like absorbs everything and like can just get everything down and so um, the main thing for you is just getting the information. Like it sounds like you don't really, really need like somebody to always be on your butt and like telling you to read or look and research is sounds like you have that natural ability. So for you, I would say that like you only need somebody who's going to really give you a solid plan and just ask you if you like need anything else, you know, like, Hey, here's the plan. Eat it. And you're like, okay, I'm eating so for you that's what I would say is like you need somebody who's gonna really really know the strategy very very yeah. well and that's gonna lead you to the place you know um, mm -hmm. for somebody who doesn't have that they're gonna need to look for somebody who not only seems like very very knowledgeable and somebody who seems like they've got the entire strategy down but they're also gonna need somebody who's like also extremely emotionally intelligent like ho 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 Susie you don't seem yourself today. <laughs> What's going on? You know, so yeah. really it, it's so true that like, okay, you have to have a certain amount of self-awareness to understand what you, what you're looking for. Um, I would say a big no, no, of like looking for coaches is just looking for somebody who you want to be. Um, because, uh, like who you want to be may not always be like the best person or looking for somebody who's like this, this huge figure that, that seems ungodly. I think those are like the coaches that, um, kind of 
like turn us all away. Like, I don't want to talk bad about, you know, any other no, coaches. I know what you're I saying. They're all like, awesome, but it's like, um, like you said, it's, you just want to be self-aware enough to say like, this is what I actually need versus like just what I kind of want, you know? Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And I know what you're saying. Like, I remember me, I would like look at people and be like, Oh, I want to have that body, you know? And like, Oh, I want to have that. And the closer I got to those, like, I was like, do I really want that? Like, I remember when I was doing like bodybuilding competitions all the time, the bigger and bigger I'd get, I was like, I was like, you know, like, do I really need all this muscle? You know, like, it's just so hard to maintain. It's taking up so much of my life. And, you know, like, it really does. Like, you have to like, you have to spend so much food on so much food, so much money on eating and all that stuff. And like so much time in the gym and stuff like that. It's just, you know, it could be really like, you know, tedious and stuff like that. So when you're looking at those idols, a lot of people don't even know this, but like those people are basically like um, water depleted. You know, they're like yeah. fasting from like certain different things to make themselves look like that for that specific picture that they're taking. Yeah. And, you know, they, they idolize these people and it's like they're actually unhealthy, like looking like that. Like my picture on Instagram, like that's horribly unhealthy. Like I felt horrible that day. Yeah. <laughs> that picture, but people were like, oh, wow, I want that body, you know, which is like unrealistic. So. Yeah, I think you got to, like, really just be comfortable, you know, like, just be comfortable with what you are and, like, yeah, lose the weight for more of, like, a healthy, well-living kind of, like, aspect, you know? Mm -hmm. So maybe when you're seeking a coach, you know, don't really look for, oh, this person's got that body I want, but, oh, how can I relate to this person and how mm -hmm. can I connect with this person? Because at the end of the day, I feel like if you don't connect – with that person, like, you're not going to really benefit, you know, if that person can't relate to you, how can you really help that person? So I think that's a really big thing. If you're like looking for a coach is being able to relate to the person, really be able to connect. So that's mm -hmm. another thing. Uh, next question. Oh yeah. We went over this one. What kind of pressure do you get as a fitness coach? Oh yeah. So we were talking about this earlier and I just want to reaffirm the fact that if you're a fitness coach, you don't have to be perfect because <laughs> I think that every single coach does not follow their own practices 100% of the time. And I don't think that they expect their clients to either, but it's this fact that you put on this pressure to yourself that you need to be perfect, that you need to be healthy all of the time. And um, I think that it causes a lot of disorders as well within coaches like I remember when I used to work at a big box gym and I was talking to my manager and she used to manage huge huge gyms with a bunch of trainers and she's like you know in every group of trainers I would have people with a lot of mental disorders within like working out too much you know anorexia whatever it may be and it's because um it's just like within the fitness industry, like we believe we have to be like that. You know, we're supposed to be those mm -hmm. idols. We're supposed to be those depleted people. But <laughs> some of us don't even realize like, okay, when you get that depleted, when you get that, you know, super crazy sculpted body, like you feel like crap, you know, you're not mm -hmm. like fully fed sometimes or you're not like fully hydrated and so I think that we put those pressures on ourselves as well too much and we feel like oh if I don't look like um so and so my business isn't gonna do as well because I don't have that perfect body and everybody's just wants to follow people that have that perfect body so I think it's like we put a lot of pressure on ourselves um 
and women a lot of times as well just because like that's what you just open up your instagram and look at the front explore page and all you're gonna see is <laughs> six packs ass and tits right and so it's like they get all this super this crazy pressure to look like those women when yeah reality it's like uh are those women even happy those women don't even look like those women on a regular basis <laughs> No, that's really funny because it's true. Like when you look at those pictures, it's like they're literally looks like they're almost always perfect. But I guarantee you, a lot of them are just taking pictures when they look perfect, not when they don't look perfect. Yeah. So I mean, like, but it's it's funny that you say that. I feel like maybe women. I mean, not maybe, but I'm pretty sure women have more pressure than men as far as looking like that. Because when a woman is like out of shape, people are like, "Oh, I'm disgusted," and like guys are so like judgmental because we got testosterone coursing through our bodies and stuff like that. And it's true because, like, they have so much pressure and they have to look like that all the time. Yeah. Or else, like, you know, people, like, make fun of them and stuff like that. And even for guys, but not as much, you know, like, I don't really see it happen so much. <laughs> so it really sucks, I guess, you know, having that pressure, especially as a woman, you know. Like, I've never really felt that pressure as much. Um, I remember in the beginning, like, I did. Like, I would feel like I have to work out and if I, if I was eating – like bad like in front of other people or like even like people oh, yeah <laughs> that know your coach or, or stuff like that you know they're like oh like what wh why are you eating that stuff you know I thought yeah. you know you you eat healthy and stuff like that I was like well I can't I can't enjoy my life too <laughs> I know that's yeah. the thing that was super frustrating when I started getting healthier and if I ever had a cheat meal and somebody saw me they'd be like oh you look so much better now don't ruin it you're eating a donut and i'm like oh my gosh like i would literally hide in my car like i just didn't want anybody to see me eating bad and like it was just a super bad negative like effect because when you're losing weight like it sounds like you've lost a lot of weight yourself as well is that correct i've lost about the heaviest I ever was was like 220 and i went down to like 180 okay so i guess that's kind of a lot that's a lot. I mean, 40 pounds is a huge amount of weight for many, many people, you know? Mm -hmm. And so going through that process, it's like, I'm sure that you got people saying, Oh, you look so much better. You look like mm -hmm. you're getting healthy. And then if you ever gain any weight, you start like, Oh, people are going to tell me I'm not looking healthy. Yeah. Anymore. <laughs> I'm eating something bad. And you know, it's not only pressure from, like your friends or whatever, but it's like your family. I'm sure you was like, Oh, you know, you're, you were doing so good. Don't ruin it by eating this. And Except grandma. Grandma's going to be like, Oh, well, you look so skinny. You got to eat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you got that. My grandma's always like, whenever she sees me and saw me, like, I remember one time I was like, right around when I was training for my competition, I was like so lean and yeah. she goes, Oh, like you need to eat. And I'm like, Oh, you know, I feel pretty healthy. Like I wasn't like at the point where I was like at 4% body. I was still like at a healthy body fat percent range, which is like, she's like, Oh, you look so, so bad. You need to eat, you know, like, but it was just so funny. Cause I was like, in my head, I'm like, no, I'm actually like lean and like healthy. But you know, in her mind, she's like, Oh, you need to eat. Yeah. Uh, also like what you said with like people seeing you, like me, when I went vegan, like I really didn't, do it right in the beginning I lost a lot of muscle and people were like oh dude you lost a lot of size and I did I lost like I hate to admit it but I lost like almost like 20 pounds of muscle you know and people were just literally like oh like they could see it and they're like you lost size man are you okay you eating healthy and it's like no I'm just exploring different diets and I'm not you know working out as intense you know I used to do like all this power lifting and craziness and like you know I actually like hurt my back one day and that's when I kind of like stopped um going so crazy but yeah like that pressure of like of that it's funny i never really thought about that till you really asked me that question to, or said that question 
So that's really funny because it's really true. You do get a lot of pressure being a fitness coach. Yeah, they're just like everything is like under a microscope for other people. They're going to be like, well, what is he doing? You know, because they want to know something from you and then they're watching you and you, you sometimes even let that get to your head. You're like, oh my gosh, you know, like this holiday season, I gained like 10 pounds and I'm just like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I just like feel it. You're just like, oh Jesus. And I'm a ha- and I took two weeks off. I got really sick. And so my doctor told me to take two weeks off of the gym and it was the holiday season. So I gained like 10 pounds and I just like mm-hmm. almost thinking about like, oh my gosh, when I go back to the gym, like that's gonna be interesting because you know everybody's seen you and they've always, they've seen all my progress. I've always lived in the same place. Everybody knows my story as well. Mm-hmm. And so I'm always like, oh, good job, good job. But then after the holiday season, you're like, yeah, whatever, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good vacation, guys. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, that's funny that you said that because like the same thing happened to me. Like I hurt my knee, so I haven't been in the gym as much. I'm not even working out legs. Like, that's a big thing. Like, when you don't work out, like, you start losing weight quick. Like, if you have big legs, you start losing weight quick because, like, you got a lot of muscle down there. Yeah. And, um, so I haven't been in the gym, like, working out legs as much. And, like, I can even see it, like, the difference, you know? Yep, the circumference. um, And for men, too, with testosterone. Like, it's such a big testosterone pump when you do legs and when you work out your legs. So it's kind of like. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You see the dwindling. I made my boyfriend stop working out, too. (laughs) For the week, for that two weeks, I mean, he, he, it wasn't like I made him, but I was sick, so he stayed, like, took care of me, and, like, so he stopped going to the gym for a little while, too, and he was just like, oh my God, all my legs are dwindling, it was the funniest thing, and, um, yeah. I know. That's funny, most guys don't even work out, like, so I'm surprised your boyfriend does. Oh, so we both do Olympic lifting, and so we're, oh, like, every single day. Oh, that's right, I see, you always doing those, um, those snatches, you're getting good at those. Damn. What are you at now for power snatching? I don't know. Nothing like the bar. No. <laughs> <laughs> Those are hard because I used to do CrossFit. I think the most I ever got to is 135 with a snatch. That's not bad. Um, you're 180 pounds? Out of yeah, now, I'm, but now I'm like 195. That's not bad. I think that like um, CrossFit – is very very different than olympic lifting just in structure so crossfit is like reps 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 right and then um olympic lifting is extreme technique so like usually the olympic lifters will not look like a crossfitter like a crossfitter is gonna come out with like a super built body in every single way and they're athletes and i don't recommend it for people that aren't like super athletic regardless um but olympic lifting like they don't even look like they work out like you will see they've got tiny um upper bodies for the most part like they're super super big but they fit but they have a very different build um because all it is is like throwing weight overhead and just being very very um structured with it like this guy uh luke we call him little luke because he's kind of (laughs) little but he weighs he weighs like maybe 125 pounds and he snatches um like almost 200 pounds and it's because it's such uh such a technique versus it and that's the fun part about it so people that are more interested in learning like those techniques and making sure that you're getting everything super technical uh you can lift a lot more when like you at your weight you probably could have lifted 
a lot more weight just knowing like those simple cues and techniques but crossfit doesn't really teach that because it's more for just like reps and just putting it up putting it up putting it up instead of like extend you know break here and then go there that's interesting i'm not gonna lie now that you said you kind of got me interested in trying uh, olympic lifting Dude, but I guess it. it's kind of like powerlifting too, because oh my gosh, I'm gonna slap you through the computer. It's not like powerlifting. <laughs> <laughs> because the Olympic lifts would be deadlifts. Um, what is it? The gosh, I, I even learned this too. So deadlifts, the you got the snatch, and then um, the clean, and then the clean and jerk or something like that. Like what? what which ones are they? I know you gotta slap me. You gotta like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, where's it gonna go with it? Where's it gonna go? <laughs> so, powerlifting is comprised of three lifts, which is deadlift, bench press, and squat. And then Olympic lifting is comprised of two lifts, which is the snatch and the clean and jerk. And so, it's only two lifts, and then powerlifting mm. is only three lifts. Well, okay, okay, this powerlifting. All right, yeah, I got that confused. I just want to, because now that I think about it, like whenever I watch the Olympics, you never see anybody do the deadlifts and everything. It's funny how I didn't know that. I probably should be slapped in the face right oh now. Oh, my gosh, no. <laughs> well, the thing is, is like powerlifting and Olympic lifting are just very different mentalities. So I don't know if you've ever gone into like psychology of sports-ish in, in terms of like the different mentalities it takes to be um, athletic or be an athlete. And I'm sure you've done that because in um, your competition, you had to do some type of thing like that. And, and everybody in – um, your competition kind of have a similar mindset where they're like grind, um, you know, do the work, count your macros, very meticulous types of people. Um, when you go into yoga, you're going to find yogis. You're going to find the people that are like, I just kind of like want to be free and feel good, you know, and then you get calisthenics and they're like, I'm the badass yogi, you know, where I'm like, I want to be free, but I also want to be really cool and like do flips. Powerlifters, are like macho men or macho women. They're just like, yeah. oh, I'm really, you know. I think they're better strong. than everybody. Lots of <laughs> like, people, people have no clue. You just got just to power lift. Yeah, exactly. They do like any isolation <laughs> exercises or nothing. And yeah. Big compound lifts. Super, super interesting mindset. And then, you know, um, but they're very power lifters. They, they have like, yeah, it's kind of like a meathead type of thing. I mean, we've all seen the, the powerlifters, and it's not anything bad to them. I Like, great job. It's, it's an amazing sport. It takes a lot of dedication. And then Olympic lifters are the, like, tacticals. So we're very, like, technical. We want to understand the complexities of the little details and, like, um, understanding how ABC and, like, getting down ABC, ABC, ABC over and over again and, like, just understanding, like, those minute details that, that make the lift that much better and consistency. So there's just such a different mindset with everything, and I've really explored so many different sports, which allowed me to, like, get to see those different personalities that come out in sports um and that sports produce versus different sports and so what i found with olympic lifting is they they're just extremely detail orientated people and um it takes it takes an extremely detail orientated person and somebody who's like very like um interested in following the rules type of person to go mm -hmm. into that which is interesting. I mean, that's a general basis of them. I'm sure there's like outliers. There's got to be, but that's what I've noticed within them. Yeah. No, that's interesting. You said, cause I never really 
learned psychology, but now that I go back and I think about it, it's true because you got bodybuilding and you even got like the hybrids where there's like people who do bodybuilding and powerlifting. And there's people, I'm pretty sure there's people that probably do Olympic lifting and maybe powerlifting too. So that's interesting that you say that the psychology is yeah. so true. You like think of a powerlifter, you think of like a guy grunting in the gym, yeah. you know, like with the chalk and then, you know, doing his stuff and <laughs> pounding his chest and stuff like that. Then you think about a bodybuilder and they're like, that person that was like always looking at themselves in the mirror, like checking themselves out, posing and stuff like that. Um, I guess I really wouldn't know what like an Olympic lifter would do, you know, when you see them, but, um, but yeah. and then CrossFitters, like, like you said, they have that body type that, you know, upper body's kind of low, like small then the lower body's low, but I feel like CrossFitters are almost like kind of like power lifters in that sense that they have that, you know, that same, it's almost the same, you know what I mean? Like they, they have that chalk mentality, that whole chalk thing that they got going on. They got that like, oh, Something with you chalk. I'm feeling like who hurt you with chalk in the past? <laughs> chalk and the chalk. No, that's just, that's just, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just like what I think. Like whenever I think about a powerless, I think they always got their chalk. Cause that's what I used to do. It's like, I would always okay. have with me. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I was I, in the powerlifting. Yeah. Powerlifting is cool, but, um, I feel like not a lot of people do very structured form with powerlifting and it can cause a lot of problems. And that goes yeah. the same with CrossFit. People aren't concerned with form and they just want to throw, they bro lift is what we call it, like bro lifting. Mm -hmm. You know, you're just bro lifting and it's like, sure. Um, I can pull 300 pounds, break my back. <laughs> I'll hurt myself, but I'll pull it. And, and that's like the difference is like, you cannot power or like bro lift in Olympic lifting. So that's where the difference comes in. You bro lift yeah. in Olympic lifting, you're going to literally kill yourself. Like, so yeah. it's fun to see that CrossFitters, I think are, I don't know. I just see them as like animals. I'm like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> Lord, Lord, how am I saying? Like they're animals. They're so, they're, they're just like in every aspect they do all, everything. So um, it's extremely athletic. I don't know the full mentality, but CrossFit comes with a mentality. Like, I think that's some of the lure to it is the fact that it's like a tribe and a culture to it. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. We should definitely do another podcast on it because that's really interesting. Yeah. Definitely. Let like, look up more into it and like really kind of see the, like the analytics and all that, like he said. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, let's not brush off too much off topic. So is there anything else like you want to ask about being or put out there about being a fitness coach and all that? Mm -hmm. Anything else you think you want to put out there that you think would be useful information for somebody? Definitely. Um, I think that, I mean, we talked a lot about philosophy within this podcast and within this episode about the mentality of being a fitness coach and, you know, understanding your client's mentality and just going into even athlete's mentality. And so um, some like concrete stuff that's really important about like online coaching is like, yes, mentality is like 90% of it and having that mentality to keep going is 90% of it and wanting to help people. But then there's also the um, skill set. And so like if you're struggling within it and especially for online coaching, um, 
is just to do what Adrian does, which is really invest yourself in understanding um, the background and the structure because the information is out there to understand how to do all of this stuff. And really, like, nobody knows what the hell we're doing. Like, I guarantee you, nobody knows what we're really actually doing. And, and so don't worry too much about like what other people are doing as much. I mean, if somebody's successful, go ahead and, and hire mentors, but just realize that like whatever you're doing is good as long as you're just showing up and researching and actually looking at the fundamental skills it takes to do this kind of stuff, which is like just software. It's as simple as Googling. How do you become a trainer? What software do you need? What's available? And it'll lead you to a next place. So with that, I just hope that like you understand that the skill set behind it isn't isn't hard to attain like it's literally right at your fingertips and that you know you can do this as long as you've got that mentality to stick to it yeah no that's true and it's it's funny because like it's true all that information is out there you can get it free you can just look up on the internet oh how do i lose 10 pounds and you have like five thousand different ways you know mm -hmm. but i think when it comes to like getting a coach you know what really is beneficial is just having someone that can really help you see what you're doing wrong Mm -hmm. because remember like you said it took you what like a few years to really figure out how to do it right and you had to keep on asking all these different people like for me I had to keep on researching stuff mm -hmm. like I think back if I had known you know all, all the things I knew about powerlifting eating right and all that stuff and working out in the beginning I would have yeah. saved so much time and I would have gotten where I needed to get so much faster so I yeah. guess like, like you said you know a coach basically like 10 times is what what you're trying to get to they're right. able to see and you know sometimes you don't see it yourself you know so that person is able to see and get you into that position where like oh, okay well this is what i'm doing wrong so this is what i need to fix like so i can get onto the steps of getting where i want to be you know right. physically and you know since we go for more of the mental aspect as well mentally as well mm -hmm. yeah i think that that's like the biggest benefit of a coach is like no matter what i think everybody's gonna get there like humans are gonna figure it out um hiring a coach is just actually like buying time mm -hmm. time which is really worth more than anything more else. than anything yeah because <laughs> money is time I mean, time is money you know so yeah. anything you can do to save time definitely do it mm -hmm. exactly <laughs> awesome see i think we, we got everything we needed that was a good one that was a lot of fun so um just go ahead and like share where they people can find you well the best way for people can find you and other places where they can find you and then i'll give a little bit of, you know, where they can find me if someone maybe from your side is looking. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so if anybody wants to go ahead and find me, um, it's very easy to find me through my name, which is Rachel, R-A-C-H-A-E-L, Takasaka, T-A-K-E-S-A-K-A. Only person with that name. So if you find that name and that's me, then you'll know it's me. There's nobody else there. Um, if you want to find me on social, which I would love it if you did and you reached out to me and said, hey, I heard about this podcast. Um, it's creation underscore movement on Instagram. And if you want to go ahead to my website or check anything else out over there, it's creationmove.com. And so any of the three, reach out to me. I'd love to talk to you. I'd love to hear from you. If there's anything I can do for you i'd love to be able to help you out or you know if anything adrian and i can do for you we'd love to help you out mm -hmm. and yeah if you want to find me you can also find my podcast if you want to find more i have a lot of different ones that 
I've done. You can look up my veganism one if you're looking to live a vegan life. You can look up my minimalist one if you're looking to what minimalism is. Also just did one on spiritual. I haven't released it yet, but probably by the time this one's out, it'll be out. But anyways, you can find me on SoundCloud, The Natural Podcast. That's my podcast. You can find that on SoundCloud. You can also find me on Facebook. So go to facebook.com forward slash Adrian, A-D-R-I-A-N, period, Lammersdorf. And then you can also find me, you can look at my website if you want, but I don't really recommend finding me there. If you want to email me there, maybe, but you could do that. That's Natural Fitness Florida, FL, not actual Florida, but FL.com. Uh, I'm trying to think, do I got anything else? Also, if you want to like my page on Facebook, there's, or no, Instagram. Let me give my Instagram. So Instagram is going to be natural underscore fitness underscore Adrian. Just how I spelled Adrian before, A-D-R-I-A-N. So you can go ahead and find me there. But anyways, guys, thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed this podcast and brought you guys some value. I'm um, looking forward to doing another one with you with the, the psychological side of you know lifting. So that'll be a fun one. So thanks for watching, guys, and take care. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Adrian.